0: Welcome to another episode of Conversations of the Way. My name is Carlos, and today we're going to tackle a subject that you may think, you know, why are we even discussing anger? But I came across this verse that probably have read many times before in the past and didn't have any problem with it, still don't have a problem with it, but it definitely made me give it a little bit more thought into it. The wonderful thing about the scriptures is that you can dig into it so much. There's so many layers that you can peel from the scripture. And there's so much growth that we can have when we do this. So, one reason why I wanted to tackle this is because I think that we have this feeling that because we're believers... That we should never be angry. That we should be walking around. Singing Kumbaya. And with a smile on our face. And you know just turning the other cheek all the time. Taking in the chin. Just constantly forgiving people for their transgressions against us. Or against God. And you know everything from there is, is kosher because of that. Which I do agree that we should turn the other cheek. I do agree that... We should be forgiving at all times and always I do agree that we should try our hardest to have a happy spirit and have a smile on our face at all time. Because that gives that shows to other people, to other unbelievers, the character of, of God. We're supposed to assimilate God's character and God's character is true. He's very forgiven. He does turn the other cheek, right? He does love all of us. But there's other sides of him as well. And we'll go through that. So the verse that triggered all this conversation was Ephesians 4.26. And it says, be angry and do not sin. Do Do not let the sun go down on your anger. Like, okay, good to go. I can be angry. All I have to do is not sin. And I shouldn't let the anger stay in my heart and my mind for a long period of time. It should be... Minimal, right? Minimal time. Now it says, do not let the sun go down in your anger. Now this is not meant literally, it's figuratively, okay? But it's saying, just don't let it soak in there uh, for a long period of time as that can cause other issues later on. and, And we'll discuss that and talk about that. But the thing about it is that later on it says, on Ephesians chapter 4 verse 31, to not be angry. It says, "Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice." Colossians chapter three verse eight state the same. But now you must put them all away: anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. So, which is it? You know, can anger be a good thing? And I will say, I will say yes to a certain extent. When you feel anger, it lets you know that someone is. Committing an infraction against you. In biblical terms, they are possibly committing a sin against you. But the key word here is possibly. Your anger may not always come from someone committing a sin against you. But when can anger be bad? Psalms chapter 37, verse 8 through 9 state: Refrain from anger and forsake wrath. For it not yourself, it tends only to evil. For the evildoer shall be cut off. But those who wait for the Lord shall inherit the land. Matthew chapter 5 verses 21 through 22. And this is the famous Sermon of the Mount speech from Jesus. You have heard that it was said for those of old, You should not murder. And whoever murders will be liable to judgment. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council. And whoever says, You fool! will be liable to the hell of fire. James chapter 1 verse 20, For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. So anger can be bad when it leads you to do evil and unrighteousness, and because of this can lead you to being judged. judge. Now, like I mentioned earlier, we're supposed to assimilate God in all his ways. So does God get angry? You betcha he does. So Exodus chapter 15 verse 7 state, Even at Horeb you provoke the Lord to wrath, and the Lord was so angry with you that he was ready to destroy you. Numbers chapter 32 verse 13, And the Lord's anger was kindled against Israel, and he made them wander in the wilderness forty years, until all the generation that had done evil in the sight of the Lord was gone. Isaiah chapter 13 verse 9, Behold, The day of the Lord comes, cruel with wrath and fierce anger, to make the land a desolation and to destroy its sinners from it. Ezekiel chapter 7 verse 8 Now I will soon pour out of my wrath upon you, and spend my anger against you, and judge you according to your ways, and I will punish you for all your abominations. In chapter 21 verse 12 to 13, we read Jesus being angry as how the temple was being treated. He was flipping, flipping tables. He was pretty angry. Now, it doesn't say he was angry, but I see it hard to do and say the things he said without being angry. I mean, can you imagine like Jesus coming to a guy that was selling and he was like, Hey, listen, um, you're transgressing against God in the temple. So I'm going to flip your table in three, two, one. Flips the table. Then calmly goes to the next guy and says, Hey, you see what I did to that guy? You know the reasons why, and I'm going to flip your table in 3-2. You have to have some kind of angry emotion in order to do those things. So his anger was justified. Now, there's some common denominators in these verses. Anger being the obvious one, but also sin and punishment. God wasn't getting angry just because they hurt his feelings because they didn't pray to him X number of times a day. We don't serve a vain God in that manner. He was angry because they were not just doing bad things, but unrighteous things, unholy things, like the worshipping of other gods, and the worshipping of other gods meant abominations like human sacrifice, and sexual immoralities, and many despicable things. His anger, God's anger, was just, justified, justifiable, because he is a just god but what about our anger is it just and righteous so let's move on to some practical applications how to deal with our anger and the a- anger of others now this is not broken down into scriptures the way i'm going to say it but this is the way i've come to understand it. This is the way that i've used it to help me dealing with my anger or anger you know and anger towards others so one thing that i've seen is be patient. We got to be patient uh, to others. Proverbs chapter fourteen verse twenty nine. Whoever is slow to anger has great understanding, but he who has a hasty temper exalts folly. Proverbs fifteen, verse eighteen, a hot-tempered man stirs up strife, but he who is slow to anger quiets contention. And what does it say about a Patient person or someone that is slow to anger. Proverbs sixteen thirty two, whoever is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he who rules is spared than he who takes a city. Proverbs nineteen eleven, good sense makes one slow to anger, and it is his glory to overlook an offense. Two, be gentle. Proverbs chapter fifteen verse one. A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. And here's a great tactic from James chapter 1 verse 19. Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Now when I read this verse, I thought about the 80-20 rule. How we should listen 80% of the time and speak 20% of the time. You have to let the person who is angry at you, whether it's justified or not, let them out of their system. Let them express themselves. Let them just say whatever they needed to say. And you just sit back and listen. Even if you're tempted to speak, just hold on. Let them do it. And what that will do is it will help you empathize and sympathize and understand that person even better about their feelings. And then speak. And what that will do is it will calm you down. It will slow you to anger. And it reminds me of a video I saw a long time ago of this um, police officer, this state police guy, uh, if I remember it, because I think he was wearing a smoky hat. And he stopped the guy because he was speeding and the driver was arrayed. He was upset. He was angry. He was being loud, uh, calling the officer, all kind of names. And... The officer wrote him a ticket, gave it to him, and then the driver ripped the ticket and threw it at the police officer. And this whole time, this police officer is being cool, calm, and collected. Cool as a cucumber, right? And once the driver threw the ripped ticket to him, he still didn't get angry. He just calmly said, sir, if you don't get out of your car and pick up this ripped ticket here, then I'm going to write you a ticket for littering. The guy flips even more, but he does get out of the car, picks up the rip ticket, gets back in the car and just, you know, gets out of there as fast as possible. And the cop just turned around and you can see this through the video in his cruiser. And I guess, you know, he's mic'd up or the, the camera can capture the sound, but he the cop just turns around and says, have a good day. This is after the guy just left. Right. And that's what it should be. We should never, you know, race our voice or things like that. It just, it doesn't do anything. It just makes things worse, makes the other person get louder and angrier and all this other stuff. So that cop was a great example of how you should handle things. So anyway, back to it. Now, are you angry because someone stole from you or slandered you? Fair enough. Okay. That's, that's understandable why you're mad or why you're angry or are you angry because someone took the last piece of candy or because they accident, accidentally, okay, accidentally cut you off on the road. Now, there's a difference here. One has to do with committing a sin against you, and the other one does not. Okay, it's not a sin for somebody to take the last piece of candy not knowing, right? Or accidentally cut you off on the road. It's not a sin, it's just not probably not very considerate of them, but that's not a sin. It wasn't purposeful. Now let's read what Romans chapter 1, verses 18 to 32 say. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them. For His invisible attributes, namely, His eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made. So they are without excuse. But although they knew God, they did not honor Him as God or give thanks to Him, but they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools, and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images, resembling mortal men and birds and animals and creeping things. Therefore God gave them up in the lust of their hearts to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies amongst themselves, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshipped and served the creature rather than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them up to dishonorable passions, for the women exchanged natural relations for those that are contrary to nature, and the men likewise give up natural relations with women that were consumed with passion for one another, men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in themselves the due penalty for their error. And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought not to be done. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice. They're all full of envy, murder, strife, and deceit, maliciousness. They're gossip, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Though they know God's righteous decree that those who practice those things deserve to die, they not only do them, but give approval to those who practice them. There's a big difference with being angry of the unrighteous transgressions committed against God, and you, that I just read, and being mad at your boss because he's giving you extra work. Final thoughts. Just anger should come from a sin committed against you, and it deserves just consequences, actions, and punishment against the one committing the sin. The other anger is an emotional anger. And while it may be fair to feel angry, it doesn't justify a punishment. The just anger can be clear as black and white. The other anger can be clear as mud, (laughs) meaning that it may not require a punishment, but may require some action. Let's say someone has not been so nice to you by clearly making your day harder for you, by not cleaning up after themselves, leaving you a mess. Or not speaking to you in the proper manner, or maybe not being as considerate as you may be. It's fair to feel angry, and that anger should prompt an action, like maybe having a conversation with that person on how you feel, or maybe just cutting ties with that person altogether. But whichever of the two angers you may feel, it is best to remove that anger from your spirit as soon as possible. That anger can grow to resentment, resentment to hate, and hate. To something even worse. I'm going to tell you what I do to get rid of my anger. I remind myself. That I have committed sins against God. And yet he has been patient. Graceful. And merciful towards me. So because of that. I must do the same for others. Not always easy. But with conscious effort and practice. It gets easier. And you will get enough practice in this life. Believe me. The next thing is to. To do The next thing I do is to forgive. The faster you forgive, the more peace you will feel. And this forgiveness is not a choice. We must forgive others so we may be forgiven by God. I would also add that we are commanded to turn the other cheek and forgive. But this must be a two-way street. The other person must be an active participant. Most of the time, a person that has to transgress against you will now come to you and ask your forgiveness. So what do you do then? You just forgive them in your heart and you move on. You must discern through prayer if you need to cut that person from your life. Sometimes it is obvious. Other times it is worth working through it. You can pray about these things and even speak to mentors and elders about it. Just don't let the anger consume you and do all you can to live in peace with your neighbors. People also say you should forgive and forget. I've concluded that this is not meant to be literal. You can't forget when someone's uh, done something to you very painful. But like I mentioned earlier, you should not let it fuel your anger. You don't want to forget when that person who hurt you has not come to you and asked you for forgiveness. If you truly forgot, that person can just keep doing the same thing to you and keep hurting you. Long story short, your anger may be valid. But not all anger should lead to the same result. But all anger needs to be removed from our hearts and our lives as soon as possible. I pray you bring your anger to the one who is merciful, graceful, forgiven, and just. Okay, everyone, I, I, I pray and hope that this conversation has stirred up some thoughts in your heart and in your mind. I pray that if you are angry with somebody, that you work towards that healing uh, maybe that person doesn't want um to have those conversations with you. Doesn't want to heal with heal in that pain, but doesn't mean you you need to keep living in anger. It's just not fruitful, it's not um spirit based. God doesn't stay anger forever either. You can see many times in the scripture where he where he has forgiven, he has given just punishment, um, but he's also just you know have opened that door for those who want to have a relationship with him um, to come back to him okay Um, so uh, best thing i can tell you is you know keep praying for the father to help you um, deal with your anger and deal with others who have caused that on you but also you know like I mentioned there's, there's that emotional anger because somebody wasn't just as nice to you as you are to them. Uh, that's not the way it works. You're not you're supposed to be kind to people because that's what you should be. If somebody else is not kind to you, like if somebody if you're always going around telling people good morning because that's the right thing to do in your mind and because that's uh culturally that's your thing, that's great. But don't get upset if somebody doesn't tell you that. Okay, that's just it's just not fruitful. It doesn't always work out that way. Okay. Um, all right, guys. Uh, I hope everything's going well in your life. Uh, keep pursuing Him with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Keep reading the Scriptures. Keep asking Him to give you understanding of all these things. Bye, right, everyone. Hope all is well. Until next time.